You are experiencing HR After Dark, made for leaders, HR pros, and those that make people their business. Hosted by Jada Willis and produced by JER HR Group. All the talent, recruiting, and HR solutions you'll ever need. Thank you for tuning in to HR After Dark. I'm your host, Jada Willis. Today I'm joined by Scott Markovitz, and he is an expert in remote work, leading in the midst of this hybrid remote transition that we've seen an uproar from, you know, COVID and the pandemic. And now guess what? People are not going back to the office. And so, Scott, welcome. <laughs> yeah, Jana, thank you so much for having me. I'm uh, excited to uh, have a great conversation about uh, remote work and future work. Yes, yes, for sure. And you do host a podcast, um, Leading from Afar. Is that accurate? That's right. correct. Okay. So with that, I really want us to have a conversation for our listeners. A lot of our listeners are leaders, HR professionals, and even even right now, remote employees. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to let you know from an HR perspective, there are so many leaders and companies that are still struggling with how to just navigate remote yeah. hybrid schedules. So, so tell me about, you know, some of the things that, that you're hearing or, or the trends that you're seeing as well. So I think the, the biggest thing is still that challenge for the return to office. You know, companies are still wanting to get people back to the office. And, you know, from, from my perspective, it's not because, hey, that's the best thing for this company or for the employees or for the team to do. It's, hey, what's the easiest thing really for management to, to do? We're almost three years into the pandemic. And I've shockingly still, I guess, get surprised on, on a regular basis how companies still haven't redesigned how they operate, how they upscale managers, how they implement tools. Like, again, when the thing first happened, okay, we all thought it was going to be, hey, this is going to be like a couple of weeks and kind of be passed and then yeah. went to a couple of months and like kept on going. And like at some point, I mean, just as a strategic perspective, I mean, someone should have been thinking within the organization, hey, just in case like this thing keeps going for a while, hey, we should probably think about how we do this the right way and how do we do remote the right way. Um, because basically everyone just kind of took it, what they're doing in the office and just did it remotely. And that's literally the antithesis of, of how you do remote work. Um, so, I mean, basically people still kind of, hey, hybrid, what type of hybrid, three twos and this model and like it's all a mess not really understanding the clear, I mean, absolute clear messaging. It doesn't matter what size of the organization, where the organization is. People have come to this point and have experienced what life can be with a kind of a harmonious life, working and living the life they want to live at the same time that people don't want to be forced back to the office. They want flexibility. They want to be able to choose where they work and when they work and all these things. And companies still aren't moving in that direction. They're still trying to push employees back, even though like crystal clear, hey, we don't want to become banging back to the office. So I think that's the biggest challenge. Um I think the next thing is we're getting really just getting us there. Most remote companies, we'll call remote companies today, are not doing remote the right way. They're not embracing the best of the best practices of what remote organizations should be doing. And I think it really needs that necessity of, hey, we need to redesign this. We need to rethink how we operate, how we engage, how we onboard and learning development and all the different pieces for a remote environment. Because every company, mm-hmm. hybrid, remote, must be operating on a remote first way of, of business. And if not, it's going to be a total failure. Absolutely. And you may be, our listeners may be wondering, okay, well, who is this guy that <laughs> is 
telling us all about remote work. So you have you have ten plus years of experience, yeah. um, really, in and even trailblazing uh, one of the first companies that yeah. moved remotely. But like, just tell us a bit more about yourself and why such a, a a topic for you to discuss. Yeah, so I guess ten and a half plus years ago, I was living in Long Island. I was commuting down to the Wall Street area in Manhattan, 70, 80 minutes each way. Um, I had issues I developed with my back and all these, whatever it was. And I saw a job post, blah, blah, blah. At the bottom said, work from home. I'm like, bingo, I need to be doing this. Uh, thankfully, it all worked out and uh, joined a company called Envision, which is a platform for software design and collaboration. It was one of the first all-remote companies back, again, 10 and a half years ago with the idea of, hey, we want to access the best talent. And that means it doesn't matter where they are. It doesn't have to be in New York City. It doesn't have to be in San Francisco, London, where have you. We want to get the best talent wherever they wherever they may be. Um, we've launched as an all-remote company. Again, it's the first hire, came on, helped build and scale uh, the organization. And it completely changed my life. You know, again, 70, 80 minutes, I was waking up. I'm very active, so I'd have to get up at 5.30 in the morning to either go run or go to the gym and get home, you know, eat breakfast, shower, to get to like the 7.15 train. Whole day in the office, I'd get home 7.15, 7.20 at night before my now oldest was going to sleep. Dinner, things like that, 8.30, I'm like, I'm, I'm finished. So like my entire life and existence was at like 12-hour block of work in the middle. And that was just completely miserable. And that opportunity to go remote, where now, again, I could do things, I could spend time with people I wanted to do, completely changed the quality of life. And that's really the biggest thing that's come out of COVID. It's not where we work, how often we work. It's the idea of this quality of life. And we were able to experience that by working from home, hey, I could do things in the morning. I could go for a surf. I could go for a walk. I could go with to to, to lunch with my spouse. I could pick up my kids. I could take them to these things. I could do what I want to do and spend the time I want to spend. And what work just gets done. I mean, that's the idea of what work really should be. Just kind of sitting harmoniously in this uh, you know, mix of life and work. And it's exciting that we're there, but we have a, a hell of a long way to uh, to go to the bulk of companies to, to, to be getting it right. And, and I hear that. And I, listen, I, we're a remote company as well. And so I completely understand understand the approach and I especially for me as a leadership perspective I focus on I don't even, I actually say that I don't know my team schedule I don't know I know that we have to provide the best for our clients and so we're really client centric and we work backwards and so so that that being the case I have a lot of leaders and employers that say you know what though I'm having challenges on in just engagement and building this culture so that's one of them, one of many, but let's just unpack that a little bit. Sure. What advice do you have for the organizations that are, that are really yeah. sharing this? Yeah, so the first thing, I mean, the probably one word that's a, probably the most central word to a remote is intentionality. Um, and everything that you do within a remote organization, again, we'll just make a focus now on engagement, has to be intentional, right? In the office, you could go and sit in the cafeteria and eat lunch with your colleagues. You could do beers after work with your colleagues. Like you were always around them. So you could kind of build this culture, even if the company wasn't really building culture. And I argue in, in history, there, there probably have been on like you know, two hands of how many companies have actually had a fantastic culture. But the company could kind of build a grassroots culture just by the teams itself. And now when you kind of separate people and you don't have that right opportunity, the leadership has to intentionally create those moments for the team to spend time together 
and mostly on the team building relationship building side, not on the work side, uh, and, and creating these moments. So things like um, actually getting the entire organization, the entire organization together. So IRLs, whether it's a whole team, whether it's individuals, it's playing games together. You know, I run my teams asynchronously. Maybe we'll, we'll get to that point. Um, but every week we do um, team fun. We play a game as a team. What we do like we show and tell just to be able to get to know each other better. We do kind of virtual co-working sessions where people can just come in and chat about whatever. Like the idea is you need to create these intentional opportunities for people to meet each other and talk not about work, right? Because most times that we sat in meetings or we sat together, even in the office, let's talk about a meeting, let's talk about work. And you didn't have these opportunities. Again, those were like the lunch time or the after after meet after the office time. So you need to really emphasize creating these opportunities throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the months people just to get together and hang out together doing something organized fun just coming on like at a co-working thing and just just have chat with each other you're you're absolutely right so one thing that we do within my organization is we actually do co-working virtually and so what that means is just just like you were in a let's just say a cube and you could lean over and just be working and even chatting intermittently right you know sharing those ideas well what about getting on Zoom, getting on Teams, and you're there, you're working, typing, but intermittently, you know, maybe you say a few words or yeah. uh, it's just like having that person right next to you. It, it's just virtual co-working. Yeah, absolutely. And that, I mean, that's what we do. And the idea is like, come if you want to come, don't come if you don't want to come, drop in, drop out. If you want to talk about work and ask questions, great. You just want to talk about the weather, the football game or the Game of Thrones or whatever's on TV. Yeah, like, that's, I mean, that's the environment for it. And just to be able to, again, just to know each other and build those little opportunities to build trust and build happiness. Because like the core fundamental or foundation of a successful company is happy employees. Happy employees make happy customers. The opposite also works. Unhappy employees make unhappy customers. So company needs to be putting every effort into making their employees happy if they want to make their customers happy. Completely makes sense. And we don't usually talk about it in reverse. And so I'm glad that you said that. With that, I think, and then also the other piece, the second thing that leaders at least share with me and in our network is saying things like productivity. How do I even know or manage productivity or know? I like to say I focus on the outcome. I don't focus on the, the, the data, like the minute by minute. I focus on the the outcome. <laughs> what is the response like? So go ahead, share your thoughts about that. Yeah, I mean that's absolutely correct, I and mean, that's at the heart of remote work. That's the, at the heart of the future of work around asynchronous. It's, I like to say it is it's a math equation. You have a deliverable, you have a timeline. This plus this equal productivity. I don't need to see what you're doing. I don't need to check what you're doing. If you're able to get me this thing, if you're able to push this feature, write this blog post, get this podcast episode out by Wednesday at 12 p.m., hey, you've done your job. And that's what I, you know, the remote kind of started around like the freelance model. You know, when we first were hiring Vision, right, you couldn't have a nice to have remote work experience because it didn't exist. Nobody, no, nobody had it. Yeah. The most successful people that we had were freelancers who were used to getting stuff done, prioritizing their time. Nobody was looking over their shoulder. And we're now kind of circling back to that. And I'm always fascinated because I, I like to think about this, right? Pre-World War II, right, we're all kind of factory-based. And productivity was always based on how many widgets, how many planes, how many cars you put out every hour, right? It was based on output. And then we shifted to work and kind of knowledge work and kind of got lost. But even like that thought, I mean, 
especially with some roles, it's just simple, right? You're a developer. Hey, you push, you get this feature out, get this bug fixed. You're a salesperson, right? You get this sales closed. Like most roles have some type of deliverable within some time frame, and that's clearly it. So what you do between now and then, to me as a leader, it's up to you. And whatever makes you happy, that's great. So long as I, and I'm very clear, that I get this by that time, okay, what happens in the middle? It's up to you. And I don't need to be looking. I don't need to be checking. I don't need to do daily stand-ups. I don't need to do any of these things. And looking at cloud systems like, hey, get me this. By then, everything's great. Yeah. I I, I hear you when, when you're saying these things. And so do you, do you receive the same type of feedback of, I mean, how do we how do we continue to do this? Because you've been mentioned at the very beginning, listen, it's been three years. Like, we're still not doing this right. So what do you yeah. think happening? Why? Why are so many organizations still struggling? I think the biggest thing is people are just used to working in a certain way for mm-hmm. however long, uh, maybe quite a long time. And they're, again, I think it's the idea that people didn't choose this, right? Didn't choose remote work when the pandemic hit. So when you choose a different way of working, a different modality, right? You have the opportunity to prepare and to train and kind of put the tools and processes and, and place and things in place. And when you go remote overnight, you don't have that. So again, in the beginning, it totally made sense. But every company should have thought as this thing was going along, hey, there's got to be a better way. Like, we don't need to be doing stand-ups in the morning and afternoon and then getting the Zoom fatigues. Like, hey, there has to be a better way for us to understand what people are doing and, and how things are getting done. And we don't need to be doing these virtual happy hours. Like, we need a better way to be doing these things. And But people just, for what reason, didn't think this way. And again, I think it was very much of, not knowing how long the pandemic was going. And I think the idea of the hybrid is, hey, we know how to do employee culture, like I'm doing kind of air quotes, like we know how to do company culture and in-office culture, which again, they don't. So if we can get people back to the office like three days a week, hey, we can do great culture, do great things those three days. And like those other two two days, people work from home, kind of like just don't, we pretend like that doesn't exist and we don't really focus on that. But again, this is the future. The future is remote. The future is built flexibility like companies need to embrace changing how they operate and literally how they do everything in a remote first environment so bringing on people who have experience which to be honest there are not very many people who actually have built and scaled remote teams and organizations and like this needs to be something that people really bring on and i like to call it you know this head of remote which is like the most a big popular uh, job title the past year for me it's the new coo right this is the person who has Across the organization experience and knows how to understand how things link in between IT and HR and operations and, and finance and things like that, just to redesign how you're how you're doing pretty much everything in the organization. Yeah. Wow. So we need to continue this. We need to continue to focus. I also love what you said from an intentionality perspective. A lot of, you know, from the HR standpoint, we're not putting in the time of thinking through our engagement strategy, thinking through what are the tools that we're going to need? And then how do we measure? How do we measure if this is actually working? So taking the time to be strategic and realize this is, it's just not a, a press a button and go. Like we really yeah. need to, <laughs> really need to take a step back. And and I think also end of year, getting into a new year is a perfect time to all, to be doing Absolutely. that. You're in reflection. You're in reflection of what has worked. What are we going to change? What are our strategic initiatives? So I would yeah. would urge all clients to be looking at, and I mean, all listeners, 
to be looking at how can we be better for our employees and for our teams. And if they don't know how, that's whenever they partner, right? Absolutely. So, go ahead. Are are you a resource? Are you a resource for organizations or or cows here? Yeah, tell me more. Yeah, so I've I've been a mentor and a consultant for this point, probably 1,200 plus startups uh, over the last eight, nine years, and pretty much everything foundational in building a, a startup. Uh, and certainly as the pandemic hit, I helped probably about 40 to 50 companies shift to a remote first operating mentality and to get tools and procedures and, and uh, the best practices and things like that. So I'm more than happy to, to, to be helpful to anyone who's interested. Because um, I think what really people truly need to, to kind of stop, especially at the end of the year, need to accept this is not going away. This is right? not going away. Pandora's box is open. People have experienced the idea of working from home. Like the idea, especially now, of, of dangling remote as a as an incentive to hire people. Like those days are gone. Right? That's where we work, and where we're really moving in the next, I say, eighteen to twenty-four months is, is how the shift of how we work, and that's asynchronous by default. Where again, so much more of hey, we're not sitting in meetings all day long. We're not doing daily stand-ups and all these things. It's much more documentation. It's more thoughtful writing. It's much more deep work. And hey, that's I mean, that's going to be, at least my opinion, 18, 24 months, that's going to be the new return to office. Like, what, you're not running by async by default? Thanks, no thanks. I'm not interested. So companies have to accept the fact, hey, this this is <laughs> there's nothing we can do. We, we want to fight as much as we can, but you, you can't fight. You know, that That's a lost battle. So you need to kind of move forward and try again to adopt the best practices to make sure that you're able to recruit and more importantly, retain the, the best talent uh, that you can get, especially, you know, for all these years, especially in the startup world, right? You can never compete against the Facebooks and the Googles and the Apples and the Teslas or now the Twitters. Um, but now you have the great opportunity because so many of these people want to have the flexibility. Now you're able to get access to this best talent. So you, know, you need to be running that best practices in order for you to get the best talent wherever, wherever it may be in the world. Absolutely. Ah, so much good stuff. And I know that this information is needed. So that's when I get excited because this is going probably one of our most popular episodes because I get questions all the time. I mean, literally I can be at any event and one of the most pressing issues to discuss is what in the world, how do I do this? How do I manage remote teams and remote employees? And what does this look like? You know, yeah. going into the new year. So, yeah. thank you so much. If if our listeners want to reach out to you or listen to your podcast, just tell me how do they get in touch with you? Yeah, so there's I guess a few ways uh, to get hold of me. You can either find me on LinkedIn, uh, I'm Scott Markovitz, or my website, scottmarkovitz.com. Ends with the S of D I T S, not D I T Z. They even spelled it wrong in my college diploma, which uh, is not surprising. Uh, and the podcast is Leading from Afar. So our website, Leading from Afar, you can find it on YouTube. You can find it on all the regular podcasting channels. And again, we try to do very much of a deep dive in every one of the episodes. So it's something you can take away from every episode to improve what you're doing. So again, it's not it's not the 20,000-foot version. It's very much the 10-foot version. Uh, and I'm very focused on helping managers who are now leading teams remotely do things better and improve the way they're running. Fantastic. Thank you so much. You've been an awesome guest, and I cannot wait to do a deep dive of Leading from Afar. I'm a listener, and I'm going to promote this to all of our, our network as well. So I thank you so it. much. Thank you so much, Peter. And I'm going to. Thanks oh. so much. I'm going to leave our clients with 
I say clients, but I consider everyone that's listening. You are either a prospective client or you're currently a client and you need to be in, in our client family. But I leave you with this. Do one kind thing for yourself and one kind thing for someone else today. I love it.